I'm Denise Densai. Here are the stories making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. The Philippine Lower House is set to kick off deliberations on charter change proposals when Congress resumes session later this month. House Constitutional Amendments Panel Chairman Rufus Rodriguez says his committee will meet after President Duterte's penultimate State of the Nation address. It comes as over a thousand local government mayors formally call for constitutional amendments. These include the institutionalization of a ruling where regions will get their share from all national taxes to supposedly help local government units address the pandemic. Vice President Lenny Robredo has said now is not the time for such an initiative, but the Interior Department disagrees. Ang dami nating pinagkakaabalahan, anti-terror, pagpasara ng ABS-CBN, na hindi naman ito yung sumasagot sa pagpahinto ng COVID. We'd like to push for constitutional reform so that there is greater regional development. So that the next time a pandemic comes, the entire Philippine economy will not shut down just because uh, Metro Manila is in a standstill because of a lockdown. So there has to be a greater uh, distribution of resources to the provinces in order to prepare ourselves for future pandemics. Malacanang, for its part, says charter change is not a priority of the Duterte administration. President Rodrigo Duterte will physically deliver his State of the Nation address at the Batasang Pabansa on July 27. Malacanang says preparations are ongoing and a rehearsal is also scheduled. The palace earlier considered video conferencing for the chief executive's penultimate sona. The Philippine National Police is calling on activists to refrain from holding protests to avoid possible exposure to COVID-19. They say demonstrators can instead hold protests online. But party list group Bayan Muna insists protests on the streets will push through. They say while they are aware of the threat of the virus, they should still fight for basic human rights, which are allegedly being undermined by the government. Metro Manila's police chief, who drew flack in May for holding a birthday feast despite lockdown restrictions, is facing yet another controversy. National Police Chief Archie Gamboa orders an investigation into the bold Sinas after he and his men allegedly harassed a family that they are trying to evict from a compound in Taguig City. The property is allegedly owned by the PNP. But the family, whose patriarch is a retired police personnel, was able to present a legal document signed by Sinas himself, allowing them to stay in the property. Para sa amin ng pamilya ko, siguro po yung unang-una yung ginawa po nila na pagtanggal po dito po sa yung sa bakod po namin na kinabit po namin dahil po unang-una wala po silang pahintulot halos magmakaawa pa po kami talagang inaapinapakita po namin yung papel na para mabasa, mabasa po nila makita po nila kasi nandun po lahat eh ang bilin po kasi sa amin ng abogado po namin ipakita lang daw po namin ang papel then po kung mabasa na po nila kung gusto daw po nilang mag-request ng dialogo magpadala lang po sila ng sulat Major General Sinas, in response, denies any wrongdoing. Sinas questions the legality of that document presented by the family. He adds the PNP has been trying to settle the issue peacefully, but the family has been allegedly uncooperative. Sinas has faced calls for resignation after his birthday party in May drew the ire of the public. But President Duterte himself has vouched for Sinas, saying he is a good cop. 
Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo calling for transparency in reporting COVID-19 data and the use of pandemic funds. That's among the recommendations Robredo submitted in an eight-page letter to Malacanang on July 1st, which her office only disclosed today, Monday. The country's opposition leader cited confusion arising from discrepancies in government's data on COVID-19 cases and testing and said accurate data is needed by the public. She's also called on the government to create an online portal to monitor how donations are used amid claims of irregular spending during the pandemic. Other recommendations include expanding the composition of the Coronavirus Interagency Task Force to include more data scientists, health experts, economists, and local leaders. That's amid criticism over the supposed militaristic approaches to the pandemic. Two hospitals in Metro Manila urge individuals with coronavirus-related concerns to seek help from other healthcare facilities as their COVID-19 facilities reach full capacity. The state-run National Kidney and Transplant Institute appeals to the government for assistance as it reveals its COVID-19 facility has had 100% occupancy for many weeks now and dialysis patients from other centers keep flooding its already congested emergency room. St. Luke's Medical Center, for its part, says its intensive care units for COVID-19 patients and critical, bear, critical care beds have reached full capacity in both of its hospitals in Quezon City and in Taguig. Its COVID-19 wards are also full. The Philippine Health Department sees a surge in COVID-19 cases in regions outside Metro Manila. Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Verjeres says the agency is closely monitoring Calabarzon, Western and Central Visayas, Central Luzon, and Northern Mindanao since they are included in the list of regions which log the highest number of new cases in the latest COVID-19 situation or report. The agency meanwhile sees an improvement in COVID-19 cases in the province of Cebu. Base sa report ng National Task Force at saka base sa report ng regional office namin, nagbumababa ang kaso no sa kanila. I cannot say if it's plateauing no kasi kailangan makita natin yung trends na yan. COVID-19 cases in the Philippines now near 69,000 after the health department logged more than 1,500 new cases on Monday. Most of these fresh infections are from Metro Manila. The death toll is now at 1,835 after four new fatalities are reported. Over 600 additional patients have recovered from the respiratory illness, raising the total to 23,000. News overseas, U.S. President Trump continues his attack on America's top infectious diseases expert. Speaking to Fox News, Trump described Dr. Anthony Fauci as an alarmist following his remarks about the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Fauci at the beginning, and again, I have a great relationship with him. I spoke to him at length yesterday. Dr. Fauci at the beginning said, this will pass, don't worry about it, this will pass. He was wrong. Dr. Fauci said, don't ban China, don't ban China. I did, he then admitted that I was right. Trump also stood by his earlier comments, the corona pandemic, coronavirus pandemic will just disappear eventually. But data show the opposite as infections in the U.S. continue to surge. The U.S. on Sunday recorded over 63,000 new coronavirus cases, raising the total number of cases in the U.S. to 3.7 million. 
an urgent call to end global inequalities as the world fights the COVID-19 pandemic. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the health crisis has highlighted the glaring inequality of wealth among nations. He adds those inequalities led to a fragmented response to the pandemic where governments that have the resources can hoard medical supplies for themselves, leaving poor countries at a disadvantage. COVID-19 has been likened to an X-ray, revealing fractures in the fragile skeleton of the societies we have built. It is exposing fallacies, now falsehoods, everywhere. The lie that free markets can deliver healthcare for all. The fiction that unpaid care work is not work. The delusion that we live in a post-racist world. The myth that we are all in the same boat. Because while we are all floating on the same sea, it is clear that some are in super yachts, with others are clinging to drifting debris. Dear friends, inequality defines our time. More than 70% of the world's people are living with rising income and wealth inequality. The 26 richest people in the world hold as much wealth as half the global population. Guterres now calls for a new model of global governance with inclusive and equal participation. In other news, the United Kingdom expected to suspend its extradition treaty with Hong Kong in a move that could further raise tensions between London, London and Beijing. Reports say British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab will announce the suspension in Parliament this Monday. London has said the new national security law imposed by Beijing on Hong Kong breaches agreements made before the 1997 handover of the former British colony to Chinese rule. Last week, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson ordered equipment from Chinese telecoms giant Huawei Technologies to be purged completely from Britain's 5G network by the end of 2027. China has accused the UK of pandering to the United States. Philippine bishops denounce what they say is government's pattern of intimidation. They cite down the shutdown of ABS-CBN and the cases filed against journalists. In a pastoral letter, the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines, or CBCP, urged Filipinos to pray, saying freedom of speech is under threat here in the country. President Duterte's chief legal counsel, Salvador Panelo, criticized the CBCP's pastoral letter, saying it violates the doctrine of separation of church and state in the 1987 Constitution. But the CBCP insists that the doctrine does not bar church leaders from expressing political opinions. Prior to uh, the closing of ABS-CBN and the passage of Anti-Terror Act of 2020, uh, there were also events in the past uh, that were somewhat alarming also. We have a bishops or we had bishops who were well hailed to court. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, the case about the inciting to sedition, which eventually was dismissed by the DOJ. And then, of course, uh, some other incidents also like the imprisonment of Senator Laila Delima. When we hear our church leaders speak about uh, these matters, it is also part of their civic duty and at the same time moral obligation to be heard and to, to criticize or to praise and to ask prayers from the public. 
Quezon City taking a significant hit from the shutdown of media giant ABS-CBN. That admission coming from Quezon City Mayor Joy Belmonte, who says aside from lost revenue, the fallout has also left a dent on the city's brand. A mayor's concern are the people, their employment, um, the taxes, of course, and the revenue that will be generated from businesses. The fact that the ABS-CBN Foundation is part of the branding of Quezon City, as you know, Quezon City is known as the city of stars, uh, the city of movies, the city of entertainment, and, and the ABS-CBN Foundation and the ABS-CBN in general have been part of this branding of the city. Belmonte urges ABS-CBN supporters to take the necessary precautions when conducting rallies amid the threat of COVID-19. She says street protests are allowed as long as the city government is informed. And those were the latest. I'm Denise Densai. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.